That was perfect on my end. Uh, it's always going to be off for one of us, so I guess yeah. we just got to live with that. Um, how's the it going? Nature of latency. Nature of latency, you know? It's just time... I feel like we're going in circles because we've had the same opening, I think, in, like, episode six or something, where I start talking about, like, how the universe has time dilation, and so we're never going to get this right. Even though that's yeah, not, that's I mean, a I feel like there's a kind of there is kind of a Groundhog's Day element to this that I I really appreciate. Uh, I was just telling Travis before the show. I, I just listened to uh, all of our lovely episodes that we've done so far, or that you've published so far. We're live, baby. Um, we are on all platforms. Yeah, and and great job. Like that was, I think, fantastic editing on Travis's part. Um, but there's definitely, there's a weirdness to, to checking in with past recordings, particularly ones that you don't remember all the way, uh, d just because, you know, some of these recordings we've had months ago now. Uh, it's, podcasting's, I want to keep doing this, because I feel like there is a little bit of a, 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 a Groundhog's Day, like, oh man, have we done this? I don't know. It's, mm -hmm. it's also familiar, yet also irregular. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, it's it's funny because this also um, coincides with uh, me digging through old files this weekend. Uh, oh my goodness! And discovering uh, a couple of files that probably should have not lasted this long, but uh, stretching back to the year two thousand nine. Uh, this germ of an idea for starting a podcast has has permeated through our lives, and I found two episodes of a uh, of a show that we conceptualized. I say loosely because there was no concept. No, it was really just we turned on the camera when all three of us were in the same place. Which okay, we're doing that now, but I feel like that's part of the design, right? We had this intention of making it kind of loosey goosey and not have, and that kind of be the entertainment. And I almost feel like watching that video, I think we were trying to make it into something structured, but it was like completely uninteresting and dumb. Like I, I think we were trying to make it something structured. First of all. Thank you for finding those. The, the, seeing those those old videos was just a treat yesterday. Uh, oh my god! And and if anybody's listening who doesn't know us personally, because I share this amongst friends, um, you're never going to see these videos. They are going to remain unlisted for the rest of time. I'm not. I'm not you know, making you know, these public. Maybe 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 I can convince you. Can we link them in the description for just? this episode of the podcast. Okay, I feel so, like... So, so like, y you can only find it if you've heard this podcast, you know? Okay, that's fair. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, that's fair. I, I can I'll, I'll leave it at your discretion. I don't want to, I don't want to, I tried everyone, it's up to Travis now, but that's, that's my feeling on it. I may have but to the, take man, those, those files and make a couple of strategic edits in there to remove there's some that were embarrassing said. stuff in there we do not say any pc we're not kind to we're not very compassionate to, to other people i think in this in those recordings we use last uh, names which is against the we rules we use last names and and locations and in personal email addresses uh gosh it was just a trip because I love seeing the proof, I guess, that, like, yeah, we have been thinking about this for fucking ever. And it, it makes me want to go back. I want to look and see if I can find some old hard drives and, and dig up anything, like an old Dungeons & Dragons recording or something. Mm -hmm. Because, 
gosh, that that phrase, we say it in each one of the videos you found, but the site. Because yeah. we didn't know what the fuck we wanted to do. We just thought, like, oh yeah, a website. Like, we want to put something online at I think, some point. I think the, the, the general idea was that we were going to make the next thatguywiththeglasses.com. Like, I think that was kind of... The framework, sure. which is that was so all, embarrassing to think about now. It, it certainly was like a golden standard of the time that I think we would compare ourselves to. Uh, uh, so yeah, like super embarrassing to think that like, gosh, that's what we wanted. And from that, that was our effort into making that. Uh, I think I mentioned you know, I was going to do a, a webcomic and anime reviews, which I, I'm glad yeah, I dude. didn't spend my, my youth pursuing that. Trajectory, but you know, you know, there are some heartening things about it that I thought were actually really cute. Like I, I thought, like, you know, what is really funny about this? We're still talking about Mega Sixty Four. Oh like, yeah, st- to almost the same degree. Like it, it's ridiculous. Like the more things change, the more things stay the same. It's 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 funny how how I think definitely with this we're we're older. We know people want to listen to uh i mean i i think we're assuming right now it's just our friends listening but uh i think i'd like to think we try to bring a conversation this time Mm -hmm. rather than in those videos clearly like we had no idea what to talk about we had just turned the camera on and hit said go uh moreover it sounded like i i don't remember but i think we turned the camera on and said it has to be an hour i think so and like and so there's like clearly space where like Oh, they're done. Like, uh oh. Like, they've decided they don't have anything else, and <laughs> there's still 20 minutes to go. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> it's so bizarre. These weird limitations and constrictions that we put on ourselves, or constraints, rather. Yeah, I mean, which is funny because with this thing we're doing now, we have kept the run times quite consistent, but I feel like that's just sort of by accident almost, or more just like us cutting it off at a certain point because I feel like. At this day and yeah. age, when it's just you and me, we could probably talk for four hours and have plenty to, to say. Well, go- I mean, gosh, how many times have we had that happen where, you know, I, I think there's been at least two or three times where we, I drove up to your, you know, we, we hung out during the day or something. I drove up to your driveway to drop you off at home. And then six hours later, I'm still in your driveway. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Like... <laughs> Yeah, it, it, that's definitely it's we're we're like just like oh gosh we've been here for for so long so I think we can go if we just wanted to go forever but the I, I think the the hour long or or thereabouts constraint is really just to try to keep it so it's okay like we don't want to say stuff that that we've said before we don't want to uh, we don't want to say anything that we think is boring and so I feel like in an hour we can kind of get out the the more, I don't know, uh, the stories I feel like that would be appealing to an audience, so to speak, before we just kind of go into our own... Because we could talk about just our own garbage for ever, oh, yeah. I feel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm sure that would be very entertaining. Um, I will but say, But what's the though... difference between that and what we're recording? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I will say... Having listened to both <laughs> both episodes of what we made, which um, I, I can't believe we'll we even... call that the Reds of Slushy Podcast. Is that the official name? 
I, I mean, think that's the official that name. Was the, that was going to be the website name. It was that's what be, it was published under, yeah. the Rezo Slushy Podcast. Well, it was great because I when I was putting this podcast up through iTunes, finally, um, I went through into my like Apple Podcasters account that you have to go through to like kind of process that and make it active. And I found the listing for that still there, meaning that we did publish it on iTunes. Yes. I mean, eventually it got taken down because... Um, I think we hosted it on Blip TV, which like went out of business like eight years ago, and because um, <laughs> at the time that was like the only way to. I think at the time you could not upload YouTube videos past ten minutes, and so that was the yes. only place to put up long form videos on the internet practically, unless there were some other weird sites that that were totally underground. But um, that was like the only option, and so I just remember posting those and, and discovering that that the skeleton and then it put me in this mindset of I have to find these files they must exist somewhere yeah on one well, of these hard drives them. and I went through three hard drives two of them were broken and the third one had it on it 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 reminds me though and I don't want to sound arrogant when I say this but I guess like uh, of the privilege we have from from where we were born um, and what I mean is, like, we, we, Travis and I grew up around, like, Silicon Valley, like, mm -hmm. tech central. Um, and so, like, part of me is really impressed that, like, wow, we were in high school in 2009. God, how how old were we? Like, 16? Uh, I think I, 15, I, I think. I think I say in one of the episodes that I'm 16. So you're 16, I would have been 17 then. Yeah. Uh, like, it's it's pretty, like, I don't want to say the content is good, but, like, that we had the technology to, to host a video podcast in 2009 is relatively ambitious. Like, just considering, like, mm -hmm. what else was out there at the time. And not saying that we did something hugely groundbreaking. God, we all, all we really did was turn on a camera, sit in front of it for an hour, and then you uploaded it later. Well, but, not just uh, that, actually. I can tell from both episodes that I did all the editing premiere. So that's another thing that right. like, is kind of nuts true. There to is, think They about. are edited. Um, but uh, I, I guess I just think, like, man, uh, how... We've had these ideas for, for, for these... This, this bug has been in there for a while. And so although that, I don't think, is, like, a, a great offering, uh, I, I don't encourage people to check it out, there's definitely something in there that kind of made me smile of just like oh you know there is some something kind of heartwarming to see that that adolescent ugly attempt those mistake years I, you know i'm glad you can look at it that way because when i listened to it it made me want to jump off my balcony so well i, I guess that there's also i mean one thing i wanted to bring up uh not to be mean was was uh I think part of what makes it a little easier for me is that I can kind of externalize the younger Sam a little bit. Like, he's so different from me. Yeah. <laughs> like, see, I don't want to... Let's not go into specifics. We don't have to. But, you know, he, he's so... Uh, short hair, you know, he's he's trying to crack... I, mean, I guess I try to crack wise. I don't know. Personality-wise, I guess we are kind of similar. <laughs> it's almost like we're the same person. Oh no! Uh, 
but like I, I felt like it's easier for me to externalize, I guess, and kind of separate my my past and present self a little bit. But for you, you said like immediately, like my voice is so high, like you were immediately taking ownership of that person's actions, which is so interesting to me. But I also just I, I can't believe anybody was friends with me. I just sound so insufferable. I love that like. A defining feature of my personality was that I was a massive pervert. You weren't a massive pervert. I, and, and I mean, <laughs> like, I, I think that there was kind of a gimmick. There was kind of a joke of, like, this was a little bit before the My Waifu thing right. for us. So, like, I think it was kind of like a <laughs> eyeglass, you know, glint. Swirly glasses. Feeling to it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but... Uh, the person from from my perspective who was the most like gosh like i i give that guy a talk show was arjun just oh, because yeah. he's so i don't want to be mean to him cuz he's not here but like i want to say he dominated the conversation when he was when he was doing it you know like he really took control whenever he he was in there mm-hmm. To the point where, like, in both of them, I think you at some point turned to me and just, like, start having a conversation about, like, all right, so what do you want to do for this website? Like, this doesn't matter anymore. Like, let's just talk. Like, (laughs) like, we both gave up in both episodes. No, for, I mean, Arjun is a a person who, uh, who you went to middle school with. Correct. Yes, and so that's, I, that's I met him in, in third grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so elementary and middle school. But um, and so I, I met him through you. But um, he he always had an enormous personality um, from all the time that I, I remember. I, I and he knew how to get on your like push your buttons specifically. And I, I remember that oh, yeah. being a very defining aspect <laughs> of the relationship. Um, <laughs> I, I, one of my favorite stories with Arjun. We were hanging out with him. He didn't live very far from you. That was that was one of the reasons why it made that really easy. Um, but you were driving us around, and then you had to go home for some reason, like, really fast. Like, it was like, the day's over. We got to go. I'm dropping you off. Like, get out of the car. So you drive over to his house. I'm in the back. Arjun's in the front. And you open the door, and you're like, all right, get out. And he says, <laughs> no. And he just sits there and crosses his arms and says, I'm not getting out. <laughs> And I think you... I can't remember. I can't remember what it was. I must have had like there. Was, I remember this this event. But I, I think it was just like Hebrew school or like it was Shabbat or some shit. Like I had some family thing I had to go go to. Um, and yeah, he just like you're being so rude right now. Like I'm, I'm talking to Travis. I'm having a great time. Like why? Let me talk. And <laughs> like, I, I think you lost your mind. You started honking the horn and like punching the window and like I mean, <laughs> he knew exactly what he was doing. When he when he got out of the car, am I remembering it right? Did he walk in front of the car? I think when he got out of the car. I believe so. Yeah, he had one more one oh more little God. ace up his sleeve. <laughs> to, get, to get you. <laughs> uh, what a guy. Yeah. But yeah, that was uh I think uh, I think I I need to reach out to him again. He he's working on radio now last I checked. Yeah, he went so, off to uh, to pursue, you know, like very obviously from from just his personality went off to pursue a, a career in similar things to, you know, the things we were talking about back then. Uh I think he yeah. went into journalism, like journalism school and Mm-hmm. The East Coast, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. I, you know, I just 
he's great. He he was definitely a, a very uh, eccentric character in that. But I just, I mean, my, I just sounded like this nasally shithead throughout both episodes of just, I have nothing interesting to say. And in the second episode, especially, it makes me so self-conscious because I start going into like, all right, it's, it's Travis's film criticism time. And I have the <laughs> lamest, like, take on on ponyo because i guess that was like hot shit back then or something and i'm just like am i gonna listen to this show that we're doing right now in 10 years and feel exactly the same way like gosh i I hope so (laughs) it it fills me with just enormous existential dread to think about but you know but the the thing i hope that you get from it well, first of all, like you shared it privately with me first, and we're like, "Hey, is it okay if I share this with the guys?" And I was, I kind of just kind of, I, I was unhelpful. I think I said like, "Yeah, like I don't mind balls in your court." So it was, I didn't really push you, but uh, I'm I'm really glad that you did share it. Um, and I think it, it it takes a degree of bravery to to be able to pull up more than just a picture or an embarrassing photo or or whatever. But a fucking hour-long, two hour-long videos <laughs> of you just being an, you know, a teenager, and and, mm. and 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 it's it's Travis when he's sixteen. You know, he he was a little bit of a of an elitist. Uh, he he was passionate. I thought something that was super charming was that you were fucking drawing in the in the first uh, video. Well, both of us, which were. is like. Well, but like that, you followed up on it. Oh, There's sure. kind of a nice, a niceness I so. there. I, I, I did not follow up, and also a little bit of quality over quantity. I, I drew, I think, four drawings ultimately, mm-hmm. or maybe just three, and you drew one. Maybe, yeah. I think I drew the other three, and the joke was going to be that that like your little brother drew the other three. <laughs> yeah, I think we were we were making um, fan art for. Of course, Mega sixty four because that's like basically who we were at Comic Con to see, essentially. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, I didn't. I don't think I said anything about what I saw <laughs> besides that. Um, and I think our our funny joke idea was that like Sam was gonna draw a bunch of like shitty crayon drawings of all of them, and then I was gonna do a, like a one detailed piece of like kind of the the fourth wheel obscure guy in the group to like. We right. were like the, the joke was that we put all the effort into the person who's like the least involved, and yeah. so um, I, yeah, I, I guess that's what we were spending that time doing. Although, it, still looking back, I'm like, at the time, I was like, oh man, this I did such a good ass job on this drawing, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, <no." laughs> like I can't imagine like a bunch of kids handing that garbage to me as an adult, and like. Having to be like, oh, this is really nice. Good, good job. Well, you know, the other weird thing about it is, like, what? How old are they? They're they're not that much older than us. I guess, yeah. Like, I don't know. I think at the uh, time yeah. they were probably about our age. Now is my guess. You think? You think so? I th- I would say they were probably like twenty four. Yeah, maybe. So. I guess, yeah. So I don't know, but. It was definitely a, a, an interesting time capsule. Like, I'm really glad you shared those. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else uh, have you been doing this week, Travis? Um, well, I have been watching some stuff. I watched... I'm about halfway through The Mandalorian. <laughs> Ooh, tell me about how you feel about The Mandalorian. Um, 
you know, it's good. I, I, I'm happy with it. I think it is... Hmm. Now, how hyped up were you? I, well, no, I how wasn't... aware of I, I the... Was excited about the idea of there being just sort of an offshoot thing about something unrelated to, like, Jedi and stuff like that. And, and so I, I liked the premise, and I still like the premise. And I think Mandalorians are cool. That was something I always cared about. Um, because that's something that uh, the Knights of the Old Republic games really focus on really specifically, and they kind of flesh out as this group that is kind of more interesting than the original trilogy, as you uh, believe, with Boba Fett. I mean, it doesn't really talk about that at all. They kind of It's a total backstory, yeah, I, like fluffer, fluffy it's, material. It's but. funny, but, but Boba Fett is the, is the only one in the original trilogy is the only Mandalorian, I should say. And then, as it turns out, I found out, I, I didn't know this until I had watched The Mandalorian, and this is not a spoiler, it does not come up, but I didn't realize Boba Fett is not a Mandalorian. No. He stole a Mandalorian's armor. Well, Because Mandalorians live by a certain code that Boba Fett did not live by. I think you're talking about Jango Fett. Because Boba Fett is, is just, the son of Jango Fett, or, or is a clone does of Boba Jango Fett. Does Boba Fett have Jango Fett's armor? Yeah, is Jango that what's going Fett on? in um, in Episode Two, I believe, has a Mandalorian's armor, and uh-huh. but it's like shiny and new, and I think Boba Fett takes it, or maybe he gets his own. But yeah, I don't think Jango Fett is a Mandalorian, and maybe this is actually something that the Bounty Hunter game goes into. I don't actually remember, but that's about Jango well, Fett. I I won't spoil anything, but I will say uh, in The Mandalorian they do go into a bit of the creed mm-hmm. of, what a, of, of what a Mandalorian is. It's very cool, I think. Yeah, I, I, but, that was something uh, I always liked a lot, for sure. Uh, Jango Fett did not. It, it, be it Boba or Jango, the Fets do not live by these principles. No, definitely <laughs> not. Um, but yeah, I like it so far. I think that it I have, like, a couple very little specific things that annoy me, <laughs> just, like, as, like, a consistent through line of my general annoyances with Star Wars, as we've discussed a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I I get the sense that with, like, the new direction, um, there's kind of, like, been this flattening of culture across the whole universe, where now every planet kind of looks the same to me. Yeah. Every city looks like Mos Eisley, and then they double down on that by going to Moss Eisley. And I'm like, what? First of all, Tatooine was supposed to be like this backwater place no one ever went to. That was why they hid Luke there. And why do we keep going back in everything? Like everything, like KOTOR goes to Tatooine. It's like not an important place, but they keep integrating it into the story and like keep repeat and like keep coming back to it and making it more important and more secretly. There's all this stuff going on there, but really like that kind of defeats the point of it. And so just I, I get I don't really get why um, we're missing the the grandeur of the universe. You know what I mean? Like that's just not there yeah. anymore. And I don't really know uh, what's the cause of that. But um, that's again that's not really talking about the narrative because I like that it sort of takes this um, episodic approach and sort of taking things one step at a time. I, I think that's cool, and I think that they kind of generally progress through that while going on these tangents, I think that's a really effective way of, of sort of telling the story. And I like the, yeah, the, uh, the Western influences, I like the, the samurai influences. I mean, I think it's a cool, well, well-made show. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll agree. I, I really like 
I, I think in its episodic components are, are maybe the parts that I like the most. Um, any part where it's where it's him basically in like a Star Wars man versus wild situation, uh, I'm always a fan of that. Mm-hmm. Like whenever that happens, I think it's interesting just to see the Mandalorian fighting like some weird space bug or whatever. Uh, but there are components to the overarching plot uh, that that really by the end of it don't have me excited for mm-hmm. I, I think they've said they're gonna continue it which which I kind of wish they they would let it be right and I know they couldn't let it be it's way too successful for them to let it be mm. but uh, I'm I'm really interested to hear your your overall feedback when once you've seen it all because gosh it's uh it's probably the best Star Wars related media that's come out of the Disney ownership, I think. I still think Rogue One kicks ass, but that's I think that's a a, a disagreement we've had in the past, so. Yeah. And and you know what? Rogue One of of all the movies that I've seen, that one's not bad. I I, I like that one well enough. Okay. Very fair. Um like our prices. Sorry. <laughs> Stewie quotes today, everybody. That's what we're that's what we're delivering to you. Twenty twenty. Well, what else is good? I don't know. What about you? I mean, am I just delivering you the news, or is this? Uh... No, no. I just wanted to. I wanted to check in with you before I I went off. Okay, so you, uh, you got I, something I've to decided, I've decided now that that May has begun. It's officially a good time to start exercising more. Mm-hmm. You know, the quarantine, the the sheltering in place, it's getting a little looser. I'm seeing more and more people outside, and I I just kind of feel like I'm not as as uh, worried uh, uh, about like the immediate outside as I was a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm working out a bit. I'm doing I'm doing ab workouts primarily, and Fuck, do my abs hurt? Oh no! Uh, every time I sneeze, it's painful. They're just they're just tender because I've been doing planks and 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 what do they call them? Dead bugs and all these weird exercises that I'm not used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did. I think the fittest I ever was was in high school when I did track uh, or uh, cross country. Right. I, I worked out a bit then, and I almost had abs. But gosh. Uh, I, I know that I'm reaching the point in my life where, like, I really need to fucking get there or I will never get there. Right, yeah, of uh, course. And it hurts so much. I'm using a free app for everyone out there called uh, Lose Belly Fat. Hmm. has male and female versions or, or, or uh, exercise variations. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a great app, but damn... Uh, Exercising feels good. I'm glad that I'm I'm trying to lose weight because I definitely gained a, a little COVID poundage, but uh, it's painful. Yeah. Even like the next day, I, that feeling of your your muscles being sore the next day is just so intense. I gotta be honest. Uh, exercise sucks ass, and I hate it. Oh yeah, have you been trying to exercise at all? Um. So the only thing I do like is biking. I like going out mm-hmm. on a bike. On, on a bike, I, I, I like any kind of exercise that involves kind of like going somewhere, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because I yeah. can't like for me, just like exercising in a room with no 
destination or no goal is like pulling teeth. Like I just cannot do it to save my life. Ikumi does uh, yoga right now and I've been kind of joining her every now and then, but it's just, Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to do that consistently, but because I'm staying inside all the time, I'm not doing my normal kind of commute. Like for me, the commute was always what forced me to exercise regularly. And it kind of balanced everything out because I would walk about two hours a day as a result of walking to work and back. Um, but now I don't have that. And so I've been trying to go out biking every now and then, which is nice, but it's been actually raining a lot lately. So I can't really do that. Um, yeah, I working out at home. I've never, I've tried and I, even, even at gyms I've tried and I just, I cannot do it consistently and I can't motivate myself to do it more than once. But, um, that's so funny. Cause I'm the exact opposite. Don't get me wrong. I love biking. Uh, as a kid, I biked a lot. Um, not as much as my brother, but I, I got out a bit. But I vastly prefer exercising in place just because I don't have to, like, I can stop whenever I want. Hmm. Like, I don't have to go home. Right. Because that's the part I always remembered being, I, I guess it was satisfying once I ultimately got home. But there was always a part of biking that was like, all right, like, I, I'm tired now. Mm-hmm. And now I have to go home. <laughs> well, I just, I just have no discipline that if I have the option to stop, I'm going to stop. Hmm. So, and that's, and that's really the heart of the issue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I'm out in the middle of, of Stanley park on my bike, you know, I can't, uh, just get up and go to the couch, mm-hmm. which is what I, you know, I'm always just dying to do at any second of the day. So, um, love that couch. Oh my God. Couch man's greatest gift to itself. Some people say it's language. I disagree. <laughs> uh, but that's good. Yeah, I'm glad that you're um, uh, you're actually being motivated to do that. I think a lot of people are letting that slip. And uh, well, I, I, it's just something I, th- I remembered, I guess, more than anything was uh, I definitely had been letting it slip. And uh, recently, it was my brother's birthday. Today, it's today, but it's my brother's birthday. But I don't want to say the date because uh, we, we're uploading now. Um, <laughs> I was just smiling at me nervously. Uh, anyway, I, I baked cupcakes for my brother, um, and we kept a couple here because I wanted cupcakes. And uh, when you're eating cupcakes with homemade frosting, boy, do you start to think about like what this is doing to your body. Oh, you just yeah. feel the butter moving through your system. Like, oh. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Feel the pounded, feel your, your stomach slowly expanding outwards. Like, uh, yeah, it's great. My, my stomach now like kind of has a perch, you know, it kind of, uh, Oh good. Like you a, got like a, a st- like a little, a little stepping stool, you know, <laughs> like a little, a little, a paunch yeah. is what that was, I think some, some people call exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. It's great. I love what this little... is all doing to me. I just <laughs> step and stool. <laughs> oh my you know, God. I'm, I'm experiencing my first inflation and I just couldn't be happier. <laughs> As I was describing the, just the feeling of eating butter, I thought we were getting into some dangerous territory, but now I know. We have to turn back. Yeah, we, we can't keep going. We were in sync for a moment. You know, the stars aligned and we were going to uh, to uh, cross the horizon line, but uh, we're going to we're going to turn back. We're going to take uh, take the blue pill this time. <laughs> this time. Uh, another thing that, that I wanted to talk about was just, uh, you know, I, I think we mentioned last week I finished my, my, uh, big creative project I'd been working on and yeah, that creative inertia is really 
something. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I have really felt a need to... Immediately, I started thinking about another video project. I've been writing a little bit for my mom. I need to get back to her on that. But, uh, like, I, I immediately needed to fill that void with with something, mm -hmm. uh, which I'm really happy about because I was a little worried that I was just going to fill that void with smoking. <laughs> um, so it's great to, to feel like I'm, I'm still being productive, even though, uh, you know, times are hard for productivity. Right. Well, I think that when that becomes your normal um, and then suddenly you don't have it anymore, um, you're kind of eager to get back to that normal. So the first one's always the hardest. And then once you do that, I mean, you're kind of in the mindset to get it done. But I'm going to I'm going to put it out here and I know I'm going to regret this, but but I have been feeling strongly that uh, and I've mentioned this to you this before uh, off the recording, but deadlines are really important. And oh, yeah. I think uh, for, for my last project, I didn't really impose deadlines on myself too sternly because I was dealing with a lot of emotional baggage and working through a lot of feelings that uh, I had to, I just needed time to work through. Um, I mean, I don't want to be dramatic, but like it was at a point where uh, when I was getting footage from certain websites or when I was editing footage myself, I would physically, like, have, re like, my body would, like, react, and I would need to get away from the editing station, because mm -hmm. I would just get uncomfortable. Um, so, that said, uh, I didn't really impose deadlines so much on myself on my last project, but I kind of want to see what happens when I do impose a deadline on myself. Mm -hmm. And so, today, I'm not going to say the date, but, but Travis knows what day it is. We're in May. Early May, and I'm gonna say by by June first, there will be a second video oh, on my YouTube channel. Wow, that is that's, much that's sooner my than that's, I was ex expecting. That so. is my that is my goal. Uh, it, it might not be the same quality. It might not be the same length, but I I, I want to run into this, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and I feel like this is really the opportunity to do to do it as well. While you feel that inertia. Well, that's when, so, when it's gonna we'll happen. Great. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. You know, it might be that on uh, the thirty first, Travis calls in and says, "Hey, Sam, it's time to do the podcast." And I say, "No, I can't. I, can't, I need more time, Travis. I can't. I can't let everyone down." Well, you know, my favorite thing in the world is talking about a project uh, before it's made. You know, that's just great yes. energy that I love putting out there. So, you know. Well, well. So I'm being strategic about this because uh, I I completely agree. Uh, I I nothing is worse than talking about a project that you're working on before you finish it, because when you do that, you get all the satisfaction of having the like exercise the mental energy to talk about your project, and none of the satisfaction of having actually made it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you kind of because uh, like the when the joy. Not the joy, but like part of the joy of making something cool is that people get to praise you for what a good idea it was. And if you can just yeah, pat on, pats on the back give for them me. the idea, feed them the idea without having to do the hard work, you can kind of get a portion of that praise for just having the idea. So I kind of it's a very <laughs> tempting 
thing to do in like a public space like this is just be the idea guy and like spout it out and put it out there and everyone oh, well, thinks that's, what that's a cool why dynamic I, I don't you are. I don't mean to be rude whenever somebody says it to me but but we've talked about that whenever somebody says I want to be the idea guy just like I'm sorry like there are no idea guys like you can't be an idea guy. we all have ideas that's yeah. what being a person is mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh yeah I, I you know it's 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 not the longest turnaround. Uh, I think it's it's enough time for me though. I've already started brainstorming what I want my next project to be about, um, and we'll see. You know, I I I really think it's gonna be a fun experiment to see if I can try to what what can I produce when I give myself a deadline like that. That's great. Are we gonna be doing um, camera work this time again, or so? Uh, maybe uh, I have thoughts about camera work uh the big issue that i'm running into is actors mm-hmm. i guess um i'm i'm interested in in having either uh y- using myself as multiple viewpoints but also using myself as my own perspective mm-hmm. in multiple viewpoints if that makes sense right um so, so I think there's a going to be a huge issue in in uh, how people can understand it and, and just the the legibility of right. or, or the readability of the product. If I'm doing scenes where I'm multiple characters, but then I'm also doing scenes where I'm, you know, my current self talking to my past self or something like that. I I, I think there, that that's kind of muddy. I think some people do that really well, though. I mean, contrapoints is the obvious example. Yeah, uh, but I guess the big difference I'm thinking is is she does more um, multiple characters talking to each other, mm-hmm. whereas I think it would be difficult for me to do multiple characters talking to each other and then also my present self, not a character, right, talking yeah. to my you know, like my male persona or whatever. You, you'd almost have character. to heighten your current default as its own character with its own sort of yeah. defining features that might end up making it not the default you in the end anyway, right? Yeah, it, it, it's a weird, it's 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 kind of, I just have to decide what I want to do, really. But I guess to answer your question, yes, I am thinking about, like, camera work and what I can get away with mm-hmm. uh, filming basically in the house because I don't think things are going to be getting uh, let up until at least uh, June around here. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good excuse to work on something like that, for sure, is just having all that yeah. time. So I'm excited. I'm excited on June 1st to be amazed. You know, I'm going to be just Great. getting up bright and early. I'll get, you know, the, the alarm's going to ring 6 a.m. I'm going to jump out ding, of my ding, bed. Ding, 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 ding. I might ask for help with with something on this. I might, I might reach out to you. Oh, so that suddenly I have some accountability for this as well, then. Well, I mean, not much. I might need, like, an image. Not, not much, but... I mean, Mona Lisa's an image. <laughs> well, I'm not asking for the Mona Lisa, Travis. Well, I mean, image is, you know, wide range, you know. Of, of... I'm, I'm not asking for the Mona Lisa, and, and, and I don't think you're delivering it, <laughs> to be honest. Now, hold on. <laughs> this was not a conversation about can do, couldn't do, you know. This was a... <laughs> I can't handle it. Um, <coughs> anyway. Um, 
so yeah, that's something I'm thinking about. That's great. Uh, I, I don't want to talk about too much about what the project will be, but uh, yeah, just thinking about using our, our time wisely. Um, I kind of wanted to see what happens if I if I keep the ball rolling. Nice. Uh, in other news, here's a weird thing that happened to me just ten minutes before you called. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you saw on Discord, but I was playing World of Warcraft. No, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't paying attention. I, w- I was. Okay. And and I, I. It's a surreal moment for me, Travis. I I had even mentioned to you, I think, that I was thinking about making a video about this, and I, I don't actually think there's enough of a story in it to to make a video out of. So I'm having to talk about it here. But uh, I just got the the achievement in World of Warcraft. What a long, strange trip it's been. Okay. And that's the achievement for doing all of the holiday event quests available in World of Warcraft. I started this journey in 2008, and I got the final necessary achievement today, in 2020. Twelve years later. An achievement twelve years in the... Can you imagine? Yeah, it's been twelve years and you're playing the same game. Well, so that's kind of the thing that is really highlighted for me more than anything. Uh, so, like, I, I, this is why I kind of realize like there's no story here, because the thought was okay. Like, let me look and see all the the dates that I got these achievements on, so like I could see. Oh, I, I clearly I did the Halloween stuff first, and then Christmas, and then I never played in uh, in, in the spring, so I did like summer, and then. A little bit of fall again and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought, like, oh, well, I'm doing them in different years, so maybe I can track how the game has kind of evolved and changed over the course of those years. Because, uh, you know, I've mentioned before, I think, uh, even though it's a virtual space, I really think that World of Warcraft, Azeroth, is a is a real space. Um, or at least it was. Uh, I don't know if I believe that as much anymore because Blizzard kind of took the physicality out of it with a lot of warping and teleporting and whatever. But uh, for a time, it really was, I think, a, a place where people lived their lives, um, so to speak. Right. So I thought, okay, I can you know show how the the game has evolved and and you know maybe show how. The company, Blizzard, has evolved at the same time using this kind of timeline of, of when I got my achievements. And more than anything, looking at that timeline kind of just revealed to me that the game hasn't really changed that much. Mm-hmm. And and moreover, the weirdest thing about it is the elements that have changed have not synchronized with the elements that haven't. So... For example, one of the things I had to do to get my achievement this evening uh, was I had to complete five daily quests okay. with uh, within these holiday parameters. Uh, and so I go to this expansion's version of daily quests, which are called uh, world quests or something like that, and I go do one, and those don't count. Okay. And I say, okay. Well, it must be because this is a world quest. I'll go to somebody with a blue exclamation point over their head, the symbol for a daily quest, and that will count. I go do one of those. No, it doesn't count. And I had to go to, like, a forum to figure out, like, no, only, like, specific quests, like, that were put out within these certain years count. Or something. It was super bizarre. Like, not every 
daily quest counted as a daily quest. And it just kind of heightened to me that, like, God damn it, World of Warcraft is a fucking mess. <laughs> like, what, I, I don't know what happened. Uh, you go on a 12-year but... journey, and that's where you end up. <laughs> I go on a 12-year journey, and what I come out of it thinking is, God, like I, I'm not, I'm not disappointed with how I spent my time, but just like, wow, they fucked it up. Like it doesn't even work anymore. <laughs> and and I should say also, the reward for this twelve year journey is a violet proto drake, uh, a, a, a flying mount, which the proto drakes were introduced in the third expansion. They've never really been relevant since then. Okay. And this is just, a, this is just a big purple one. Great. And so it really feels out of t- even the reward feels kind of out of time of it's like well who gives a shit about per- there's like flying goblin machines now and like helicopters and and china myth dragons like who gives a shit about my big purple dinosaur like this is stupid <laughs> like the whole thing made me realize just like how how neglected this whole game has been, I guess, mm-hmm. it, despite its stewardship. And I, I mean that with all the the love I have for the game on display, <laughs> like, this thing is clunky and bad. And I think uh, after, you know, barring one or two more logins, I think I might be uninstalling for the last time. Like, what a long and strange trip it's been. <laughs> This is why it's good for things to end. Yes. I think. That's true. Um, I, it reminds me of, I didn't play it. I had it. It didn't work on my PC at the time. And so uh, I, and this is part of the reason actually that I kind of like had a sour taste in my mouth about both like MMOs and PC gaming and like, as like a whole thing. While I, and while like logically I understand that this is like a nonsense thing to have carrying with me. When I was a kid, I really fell in love with the idea of Star Wars Galaxies, which was the Star Wars MMO before the Old Republic. And it was, um, I think, a Sony online entertainment MMO kind of like of that era, you know, early 2000s, very much following in the footsteps of WoW, but uh, kind of mixed in with a bunch of like the Matrix online and the Lord of the Rings online, all these other property-based and, and MMOs. And a bit of like Second Life, too, I yeah, think. Yeah, so... What attracted to me, and I never got to play it because it didn't work on my PC, but what I always heard about it was that it was almost more of a life simulator instead of a a proper, like, RPG. Like, you could be a dancer if you wanted to and just hang out in in the cantina all day. And I remember hearing that the... um, the secret class, like the uh, the high level thing that everyone was trying to achieve, was to become a Jedi, and that was like this this amazingly impossible thing. And in recent years, I've kind of learned about what this process was, and how basically originally there were no Jedi, I believe, until they added it in into an update. But no one knew how to get to be a Jedi. It was kind of just secretly put in there as a, as a feature, and. Um, Maybe they talked about it in marketing, but it wasn't really... There was no guide on how to become one. You couldn't select it as a class. It wasn't something that you could just, you know, join uh, in and achieve a level and become. What apparently ended up happening was some people were discovering 
that after doing a certain task, they would get a Jedi holocron, and that Jedi holocron would unlock a piece of the puzzle. And they would try to do more tasks, and some of these would be really complicated and, and random and, and hard and involve different classes and all this all this various, you know, disparate things to put together this machine that would allow you to become a Jedi. And the player base went nuts trying to figure out what that was. And what they quickly discovered was that it was randomized to the player and there was no way to map how to become a Jedi and that it ended up being this crazy interpretive chase where everyone was trying to figure out their own puzzle on how to become a Jedi and it was super hard and difficult. And then when you did, I think... And I could be wrong about this. You became a Jedi and had to start over from zero. Like your level went I, down I to zero. I think that's right. But if you wanted to keep all of your leveling, that's the decision to become a Sith. Is that you had to basically decide, I don't want to do this all again. And, and I'm just going to get the Jedi powers, but I'll be a Sith and not lose my level. I think that was that was how it worked. Maybe. I could mm. be wrong about that. But I think that's what uh, what I remember hearing. And that is so cool to me that that idea of like it being this this really obtuse random thing that's like a legend you know nobody not everybody can do it it's not something that's like accessible to the white audience it's sort of this this thing that when it happens to somebody it's a big deal and um i feel like that is emblematic of kind of the golden age of what an what the mmo was meant to be at the time where it was sort of like this communal thing where not everyone was trying to have the same experience. It was like everyone was sort of sharing in a universal experience that was kind of yeah. growing around you. And and I go ahead. And, and similar to you talking about WoW and how it's kind of changed and morphed in all this time into something that's kind of unrecognizable and maybe less satisfying. Um, the developers of Star Wars Galaxies decided that that was too obtuse and they removed it and just made Jedi a class that you could pick from the beginning of the game. And how less interesting is that, you know? And, and that mm -hmm. practically killed it. And I don't think it lasted very much longer, like after that decision. And um, it, I don't know. There's just something about the, the change in mentality from something that was less, less uh, accessible but more interesting to today yeah. where it's destiny and everyone is is the same and that kind of means everybody's a nobody you know what i mean you know there was a similar thing in in classic world of warcraft and i'm sure you could experience this if you wanted to on their classic servers uh but but the leveling experience it's not great but but i would say the class experience from like 1 to to maybe 13 is actually really interesting because every class in, in, in Vanilla Warcraft had, like, these uh, class quests around level 10 or so. That they weren't great, like, the mage one got you, like, a new robe or some shit. Mm -hmm. But they would take you to, like, the shaman one, for example, would take you to, like, a stone that was hidden behind some quest giver somewhere. That was kind of somewhere that no one would really go to. And it was this kind of nice secret place where you had this nice secret moment for for shamans you know mm -hmm. and a nice secret moment for whatever your class is and i feel like the big problem with current mmos and and honestly a lot of current games is the and, and i know this is just a consumer talking about something that she doesn't really know how to make but the the lack of non-ubiquitous experiences. Right. The lack of 
personalized. Not not that it's customized and I could have it however generated for me, but just this is an aspect of the game that not everyone will engage with. Right. Um, and, and, and it was designed knowing that. Mm-hmm. And I totally get that's like a hard, it's hard on resources, that's a very harsh thing to develop, I think. It doesn't have a guaranteed Be- payoff, certainly. Yeah, um, especially when you, you know people won't necessarily get to the end. Yeah. But uh, I think there's a, a distinct lack of that. And, and definitely in World of Warcraft, I mean, so many of the classes now play the same... Uh, so so much of the game is has just been streamlined and and flattened out in this this very casual. Not that casual is bad, but but this this way that that nothing really feels special anymore. You right. don't really feel like you have a a personal story. You really do feel like you're just kind of on a, a treadmill. Things things now feel very. It feels very much like the experience is tightly designed. If that makes sense, yeah. And I, that's good and bad. It's good for the sake of keeping you compelled, and in some ways, that makes games more um, kind of enjoyable moment to moment. I, I imagine that to get to those points in WoW in the past, there's a lot of kind of like mediocre fluff in between these really high sure, moments yeah. you know what i mean and then now you have yeah. again a game like destiny where it's all kind of added at an eight you know mm-hmm. where you're never not doing something and you're never not filling up some bar and, and getting the the adrenaline rush of achieving something for do it like and and i know this feeds into a lot of aspects of gaming today like i get this way with trophies where I actually will avoid playing games not on PlayStation because I know it's not feeding into my trophy count. Like, it actually bothers me if I'm spending time playing. Like, a little worm in the back of my head is yelling at me anytime I pick up the Switch. And it's like, you're not getting any trophies for this, you know. Are are you okay with that? And I have to kind of live with that. And, And it's something I can obviously get around it's not like it's holding me back but, but i, it, I it, definitely know that that earworm that worm I know is that. there and, and i feel like today everything is built around stuff like that where you have mm-hmm. to constantly be threading players into a specific path and have them always be trying to gun for something and there will always be Re- a... returning to the experience somehow yeah and I, I think what you're describing travis is is like with playstation there is a very i mean Honestly, with all console gaming outside of Nintendo, uh, there's a very universal experience that that all games can tap into in the achievements. There's a, right? there's a meta that, game. Yeah, there's a meta game that mm-hmm. that hey, no matter what your game is designed to be, you can add these points into it, these goals that will, you know, induce gameplay somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or, or maybe not induce, but, but, uh, incentivize gameplay. Right. And I think if I wish, I mean, I don't know how or what that would even look like, but if there was some way to universalize that, I would be all in for it. But the the problem is, is that it incentivizes me to do shit that I would not do normally for fun. Does that make sense? Right. Whereas like... Again, like in, in older games, there was stuff that was just fun with no point. Or no accomplishment mm-hmm. because it wasn't designed around this like threaded experience where everything is bleeding into each other and everything is a point to max out. And I, I don't know. So, 
here's a here's a modern example that I can think of that I know we've both played but maybe haven't experienced. Uh, in Undertale, mm-hmm. do you know it's possible to win the snail race? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I've told I've seen the YouTube video. You have to like it's a very specific timing of of when to cheer your snails. So they don't get overwhelmed, but you can win. That's great. And there's nothing for winning. You get some money. Like like it, it's really like good job whatever. Right. Uh, in in tra- tra- traditional Undertale fashion. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that there's something to that of of like it wasn't bad of you to to learn how to do it and get the reward and whatever. Like, it's not necessarily a troll that you don't get a big bombastic reward. The reward is that you did it right. in itself. And and it's so uh, funny because Undertale simultaneously makes fun of the meta game because I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever played it on PlayStation, but Undertale has trophies and the trophies are a troll. The, the, oh really? really? I've never played. It they're on really easy to get, but. I think 80% of the trophies, he added this room in the game that you go into, and inside there is a dog shrine. Yes, I'm, a, I'm familiar with this only because I've played it. Uh, where did I see the shrine? I must have played it on Switch. Um, but the shrine, you just keep giving it money, and uh-huh. it thanks you, and then you keep giving it more money, and it thanks you, and all like 80% of the trophies are just milestones for giving the shrine more money. And so you yeah. actively have to basically destroy your game. Like you walk out of it with no more money. And uh-huh. and that's you getting all the trophies is you basically ruin the game for yourself. And it's so funny. Um but yeah. Well, have you do you, are you aware of what's in that room in the Switch version? No, I don't I, I don't know if it's different or not. It's different. Uh so you you go into the same location in the Switch version and you see the same shrine but everything's been like ripped up and destroyed. Okay. And it says, it, like, all the descriptions are, are like, it looks like someone was really mad. Like, it looks like someone was was really upset with this. With this, it's all the same items. Is that the aftermath uh, but, of of completing that quest on the PS4 version and getting nothing for it? Is that is that what it's supposed I, that, to imply? That's the implication, I think. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, but then also, there's a, a secret boss uh, called Mad Mew, um, uh, who is a, a, a secret Switch boss who's. Mm-hmm. In that area, that's where she is. Um, so it's funny to hear that. I think I saw the Game Grumps playing that or something. Okay. I saw somebody do that, but I don't think I have the Switch version. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's just. Uh, I mean, Undertale is is obviously an example of a game that I think tries to recapture some of that. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in that that yeah. is just fluff, and uh, even the the fun system of there being this random algorithm that kind of like changes it up depending on who you are and and everyone has sort of a slightly Mm -hmm. different experience. I mean, there's no way to gamify that really in a way where you can't min-max that as a player, essentially, unless you're insane, I guess. But also, why would you want to? Like, it's just, I love that that system is there because it doesn't serve the compulsion to complete anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just there to get a flavor. It's a big big side effect of the whole games as a service type thing. And I think part of why you see these uh, more uh, I, I don't know what to call it like a funneled experience where everybody kind of ex- has the same experience mm-hmm. part of the, the reason why you're seeing that more and more is because often what we're talking about when we're I think referring to, to experiences like that 
are games where there's a subscription fee. Sure. Uh, at least that's what I'm thinking of. And and that's a huge difference with Undertale is that it's a standalone. And I yeah. wonder uh, in the future, uh, as I play more standalone single-player games or whatever, if I will still feel that way. Because mm-hmm. I haven't played that many. I, you, uh, you, really, you really do need to play God of War. Because I feel like the new one really captures some of that magic of like, mm-hmm. there's a lot in there that is super secondary and not essential to the plot, but it just feels good to be engaging with on its own. And I, I really, mm-hmm. uh, I really encourage you uh, to give that a go. I really, I really do want to know what your thoughts are. Even if you don't like it, I want to know what your thoughts are. Yeah. I've been, I've been, I've been thinking about popping that one in recently. So maybe, maybe next week I'll be able to check in on that. Great. Well, that's a, that's a good place for us to, uh, you know, let, let the audience want more, you know, leave them, leave Always. them wanting to hear more about God of War and, uh, and all the, uh, the in 2020. Yeah. And all the great, you know, analytical conversation we're going to have about, uh, 2017's, 27, no, 2018, uh, yeah, 2018's not even that old. game of the year, according <laughs> to, uh, the game awards. So, um, we will leave it at that. And, uh, gosh, it sounds like I have a lot of homework to do. Yeah, you do. You do. All right. I don't have anything else to say. Well, thank you so much, Travis. Well, you're welcome. Thank thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, everybody. It's me. It's Travis. I've had a whole bottle of La Fine du Monde. I'm a little out of it. But I'm going to try to do our, our ending anyway. Uh, special thanks go to Aesthetics Please. Aestheticsplease.bandcamp.com is where you're going to find his uh, sweet tunes. Uh, not to mention uh, music.businesscasual.biz. Find some other, other good business casual stuff there. Our music is uh, provided generously with his permission he's our favorite our favorite musician of all time better than the beatles so uh you should definitely check him out and yeah i hope uh we we don't have any um any social media or uh, email address or anything so you uh there's no way to contact us so uh if you want to ask us a question uh, i'm sorry you, you just you just can't so that's uh that's it Hope to see you next week. Stay classy, fuckers. Goodbye.